27 starts off. It says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? A little bit of, you know, where where are you? Why? You know, why are you not here? Whatever. Verse 28, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's a part of what for hundreds of years um, the Israelites were, were waiting for. That's what they were, were holding out hope for was that that God would show up. And he had shown up in their history in different ways and renewed them, but they kept, they kept veering off. They kept messing things up. They had this up and down spiritual history. And that is the context that we find if you would turn to Matthew 11 where Jesus comes in and he does something that uh, was rather unique in Matthew 11. Because he basically lays it on the line and says, okay, that uh, in Isaiah 40, which they didn't really have like 40, you know, but uh, they all knew the, the prophecy, um, said, I'm the one that you've been waiting for. I'm the solution. I'm the renewer of your strength. I'm the one that lifts you up to soar like eagles. I'm the one that keeps you from exhaustion. I am I'm the the solution. We sang last week that Dave Crowder song, I'm the I'm the remedy. I'm I'm it. Well, he says in Matthew 11 verse 28 it says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, I'm not exactly the king of object lessons, but uh, I happen to have a yoke that uh, just laying around the house, you know. Uh, Sits in my office on top of these shelves, and um, was a gift to my a gift to me from my parents when I got ordained, because of the significance of this passage of scripture uh, in my life, and um, it's a constant reminder of uh, the truths that are represented here, and how Jesus chose this, and it has been significant for me, and I've used it before on Sunday nights, and I'm going to use it again, and I uh, hope you're okay with that. Um, I want to look at, at these three verses uh, twice. First time, I want to look at kind of through the lens of um, what uh, you would have heard if you were sitting there listening to Jesus say these things, if you had been one of the disciples or whoever else was around, um, kind of the significance that that plays. Then we're going to look at it as far as how it applies to us today. Um, we're kind of going to work our way backwards through the uh, 
redemption story a little bit. We started with Easter, then we kind of went in reverse. Uh, we had Easter, and last week we did communion together, and we're just going to kind of keep backing up. I don't know if we're going to get to Christmas or what. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But um, here's Jesus, and he starts off in verse 28, just has this very simple, uh, simple invitation, basically. Just come to me, and I will give you rest. Simple as that. Just come come to me, and I will give you rest. And here's Jesus who had left heaven and come to earth. All right, so this is not necessarily, this does not contradict the idea that, that instead of us going to God, God came to us. No, Jesus came to us, and here he is standing there saying, come to me, and I, I will give you rest. Look to me. I'm the, I'm the source of the rest, and not just any kind of rest, you know, not like a nap, and not just, not just even like just kind of peace of mind temporarily, rest for your, your soul. We're talking the deep kind of rest, like true peace, a true steadiness that comes. And that's the, I mean, that's the, it is, it was the solution then, it is the solution now, it is the way to fix everything in life is to listen to his words. Come to me. Trust me. Look to me. Rely on me. Let me. And really, we could just stop right there. Because I would imagine that uh, that would really, uh, that really speaks truth into where probably a lot of us are tonight. That Jesus says, come to me, and we've been going to other places, looking to other people, looking to ourselves, looking to things, looking to whatever. We're going to keep going. Maybe God will build on that. Come to me and I will give you rest. And he says it to a specific, like he, can, he gets specific in there in the middle. He says, come to me, all who, let me get my translation right, all who, are, all who labor and are heavy laden. Some of your translations may say, uh, may use words like weary, tired. Um, burned out, exhausted. When Jesus was speaking, he was talking to uh, a, a group of people who were, were worn down and burdened by trying to, to keep the law. We talked last week about how, you know, there was the, you know, how you had to like um, make these sacrifices from time to time. You had to bring the different animals depending on your sins and stuff and bring them to the priests and all this kind of stuff. And, and so there was, there was that kind of, of burden. But there was also, I mean, there were hundreds of rules that the Pharisees had come up with and they'd expanded on the Ten Commandments to the point where just, I mean, you couldn't do anything. And, and so they were always worried. They were just like, it was just, I mean, imagine like hundreds and hundreds of spiritual laws We'll use that loosely. There were man-made laws, but like you're just living by just all these rules, and you're always like everything that you would do and everything you would say. You have to like question it and try to remember all those laws. And can I do this? Can I do this? What day is it? And is it the Sabbath? Because I can't do certain things. And I can't do this and this and this. And they were just worn out because because deep down they were like we are we are Israel. You know we are the Israelites. We are God's people. And and you know in their heart of hearts they 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 wanted to please God. They wanted to honor God. But the law made it pretty much impossible. So imagine living under this like oppressive system where like the, the desires of your heart, you just you couldn't have it. There's just no way. 
you're constantly messing up and constantly reminded of, of, of what a, a big mess up you are and how there's just no way that you can do it. And see, in the big picture plan of God, like that was the point of the law was to basically wear you down, to realize, like, I need a redeemer, I need a savior, I need someone to get me out of this oppression. That was the point, and we know that now, and I'm glad to be on this side of everything, but that's who he was speaking to. And he's like, you guys who are tired, and you are, are burdened, and you are laboring, and you are weary, come to me. I'll give you the rest that you need, the rest for your soul. Imagine how that would have, have affected you. The same ideas from Isaiah 40. Like, wow, that's that, um, that eagle flying verse. Remember that? That's, that's what he's talking about. Run and not grow weary. Even youth get tired and they stumble and they fall and they get tired. But those who wait on the Lord, he renews their strength. Jesus is saying, you've waited and I'm here. Come to me, I'll give you rest. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. See, the, the yoke, yoke that they were under was one of, they were enslaved to sin, they were in bondage to sin. And so a couple weeks ago I talked about, you know, the branches at the end of the driveway being cut off from their life source, and they're laying there and they're dead, and there's nothing they can do to come back alive. And, and that's the, the condition. But not only is that the condition and being objects of wrath, and um, there's nothing that you could do to, to change it. Um, here they are, completely oppressed and completely unable to think for themselves and to make decisions for themselves. They weren't just – they were – like sin wasn't just an inconvenience; they were in bondage to it. There was, there were, you couldn't choose God. I mean, you had to choose sin all the time. And so, what Jesus is saying is, take my yoke. So you have this yoke of bondage where you're in one loop, and let's say like sin is in the other one, and you're stuck together. There's nothing you can do about it. You're stuck. Your situation is done. Jesus comes in, he's like, oh, you know how you're, you're oppressed and you're tired and you're worn down? Well, I have a yoke. Take my yoke on you and learn from me. See, they've been learning all these lessons from sin. He's like, no, stop learning from sin. You don't have a choice. I, I'm giving you a, another option. It's a transfer from one yoke to another yoke. But my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I am gentle. I'm humble. So can you imagine how appealing Jesus' words would be? And you hear that. And you're worn out. And you're spiritually just, you're, you're spent. You're done. You just can't keep going, but you don't have a choice. You're tired. And here comes this rabbi who's performing these miracles. And there's something different about him. And that is his invitation is I can take this away. Come to me. I'll give you the rest for your souls that you need. It's still going to be work. It's a yoke. It's an instrument of work, always. But you can be yoked to sin. You can be yoked to me. I'm telling you, mine's better. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so really, that's a a picture of salvation. When you put faith in what Jesus did on the cross, you repent and you say, I cannot save myself. You came, you died, you took my sin. I want you to be glorified in my life by being the Lord of my life. You crawl out of the sin yoke, you crawl into the Jesus yoke, and your whole entire life is different. He carries the burdens. He pulls the weight. Doesn't mean you just get to kick back, but it's completely different. So here's this snapshot of salvation that Jesus brings, the fulfillment of Isaiah 40. It's a reality for us. That's why tonight we can get in here and we can sing that song about him being the everlasting God and um, the defender of the weak. And we can sing all those things and we can sing it completely confident knowing it's true and not being like, man, we hope one day this comes true for us. We put our hands in the air because we're like, it is true. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of how my week went, regardless of where I am emotionally or whatever, like that is the truth. And I'm going to choose that. So, here's the, that's maybe through the, how it maybe was heard initially. So, tonight, as we're sitting here in the gym, the same thing can be said. Verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, I will give you rest. I don't really know uh, exactly what's going on in your life, but I bet that we could probably summarize everything in a couple of different categories as the things that may be making you tired and weary and things are just wearing you out. Now, you might not be tired from carrying around the Jewish law, all right? Probably that's not, doesn't really hit home. Maybe you're tired because you are just stressed all the time. There's never a time where you are peaceful you're calm. You just live on edge. Maybe you hate your job so much that the thought of the alarm clock going off tomorrow just makes you sick. Maybe um, maybe you hate money so much because there's just financial problems or just just it kind of looming out there all the time or whatever like maybe that's something it's just got you worn down you know maybe there's tension among uh you and your family you and some of your friends maybe just the the lack just the way like hope kind of just gets vacuumed out sometimes you're like this is just not going to get better it's just not going to get fixed maybe you're just tired from that maybe there's a maybe there's a sin issue that you just, you have no idea how to get past it. It's been that thorn in your flesh for years and years and years. And you've just kind of just embraced it, you know. It's like, it's just a part of my life, part of what I have to just push through. Maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe it's just a complete lack of spiritual vitality. Um, Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's um, a self-image that if people really knew what you thought about yourself, uh, they would just be completely shocked. Um, I mean, I could just rattle off examples. Maybe 
maybe you're here tonight and you're like, okay, I'm in the tired and weary category. There are things about my life that I can't stand. I'm disappointed by the way I've turned out so far. I thought by this point in my life, this is how things would look, and it doesn't. And I can't decide if I'm mad at myself or if I'm mad at God or some mixture of the two. And, and I want to blame somebody, but I really can't do that. You know, maybe you're just, just tired. Well, good news is that verse 28 applies to you and it applies to me. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your soul. And I think, I think we settle a lot of times. You know, we, we want rest, but our version of rest is just like for something to just be resolved in our mind. You know, a big decision that we have to make. And like, like we don't really care. Like we don't want to necessarily like know that it's the will of God, you know, and have this deep-rooted like peace, that you know, peace like a river kind of deal. We just want to know what to do. Just tell me, left or right, you know, A or B. Jesus says, come to me, and I, I, I won't just tell you A or B. I mean, I'll, I'll revolutionize your heart. I'll give you more than peace. I'll give you peace that comes from the holiness of myself, you know. I'll give you confidence that stems from who I am. I'll give you confidence that comes from, from the fact that you're Direction is given by the God who created everything and holds everything together and keeps everything from completely falling apart. That God gives you instruction. I'll give you that kind of confidence. You know, All you got to do, come to me, look to me. And yet, what do we do? I don't know. Last resort, we pray, but we also like don't pray. You know, We ask God, but we also ask everybody else. So instead of come to Jesus, we have the, all these other options. It's funny because you start looking around your life and you're like, man, I'm just exhausted and this, everything's just burdening me and I'm just worn out, I'm worn out, I'm worn out. And then somebody with, you know, some insight says, well, okay, well, how much have you been praying about it? Well, none. I mean, I pray, you know, about it, but, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus is going, hey, come to me. I'll give you rest. And so the remedy is still the same, whether we're talking about salvation, whether we're talking about getting through the issues of everyday life. You're probably like, oh, yeah, that's easy for you to say, you know, whatever. That's your job. You're the preacher. You're supposed to say that. But that, what does that really mean? All right. Let me have... Uh, Brandon, come on up, and Rodney, come on up. I'm going to show you. You ready? We're gonna, I'm going to illustrate this. Here's the thing. The next uh, couple of verses when it says, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Ro, you come on. That's what size. There you go. All right. This is Rodney. This is Brandon. You should get to know him. You can clap for him. It's all right. All right, Rodney, tonight we'll be playing the role of Jesus. 
Brandon will be playing the role of Brandon. All right. Here's here's the deal, and you probably heard this before, and just humor me. Um, here's how: if you were a farmer, um, this is what would happen. You have uh, a rookie animal. All right. What kind of animal you want to be? Ox, oxen. All right. You got a rookie ox and a veteran ox. All right. Here's here's how you do it. So here's here's what's going on. Veteran ox, rookie ox. The veteran ox knows exactly what to do because he's a veteran. He knows how to plow. He knows the routine. But most importantly, he knows every little signal and what everything means that the master is going to do. So the master grunts a certain way. He knows what it means. When he hits him on a certain side of his body with the whip deal, he knows what it means. Every, every little instruction, everything that it needs, coming from the master, the veteran ox knows exactly what that is. Now, the rookie has no clue, completely clueless. So you put them together, and they're yoked together. So what happens is if, uh, if, if Rodney goes left, where's Brandon going to go? Left, trust me, it's going to happen. Um, if Rodney speeds up, Brandon's going to speed up. Slows down, slows down, right? Right. Um, everything that, that happens when you're in the, the yoke, the rookie learns from the veteran. Okay. So here's Jesus saying, take my yoke upon you. Um, when we come to know Christ and that, that time, and so let's say that Brandon has placed his faith in what Jesus did on the cross and um, has entered into this covenant relationship. Jesus says, this is my yoke. I'm in one side of it. You come get in the other side of it. And the, the key is where it says, learn from me. Learn from me. is an invitation to learn how to get through life. Um, let me read this to you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. It says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. All right. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. All right? So here's Jesus who came to the earth, lived life for 33 years, experienced, according to this verse and according to the testimony of Scripture, experienced everything that we experience. Maybe not in the, the detail way that we experience here in this century, but experience all the like the same bottom line emotions you boil all our struggles down to pride you boil it down to battles with the enemy to battles with the flesh you battle you boil all those things down and jesus has been there every single time yet he knows how to get through it without bringing shame to the name of the father without sinning without falling short of the glory of god we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So confidently, we walk through life. And when we're yoked together with Christ, 
And we have to make that decision. And we're praying to the Father. And the Father says, go left. We learn from Christ and we go left. When we fight battles with pride, Jesus has been there and he teaches us how to fight the battles with pride, how to fight the temptation of the enemy, how to fight with, uh, through rejection uh, when your friends betray you and when the people in your hometown uh, talk bad about you and when you are labeled your whole life and when people don't take seriously the thing that you take the most seriously in life. He's been through every single bit of that. And as we walk through all of that and, and we, we learn from him how to get through it without messing everything up. Isn't that great? I mean, is there a, a better like place to be in life? No. So why in the world do we choose to get out of this yoke so often? You see, Brandon's going along, and the thing is, I don't know how intelligent an ox is, but it probably didn't take too long before they start to kind of get the hang of it. And they start to understand what the master's saying too. I mean, you're not just stupid, you know. You're not just getting dragged around by the by the, the big ox. Like, you start to learn, too. And so what happens is, we as Christians, we get kind of confident, don't we? We're like, that's right, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I hear the Spirit, too. I know what the Father's saying. So there come these points where, where Jesus is, is trying to show us what to do by slowing down, and we think, no, we need to speed up. But Jesus said, no, we're going to go to the left. You're like, no, 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 I know, I know. There come those points of tension, and the, the thing is, we have this ability to crawl out of this yoke. And not in a sense of our, of our salvation, where we are like, like splitting from Christ necessarily, but as far as the relationship goes, there are plenty of times where we kind of just unplug, don't we? And we kind of get to knowing how things are, and we're like, no, no, I got this, I got this. And we crawl out of this yoke, and what happens is we think that we just go yokeless for a little while. But you don't go yokeless. We crawl, according to Galatians 5.1, we crawl back into the sin yoke. So we're not in his, we're in the other one. And so sometimes, you know, that's like we, we crawl out of that yoke. We get out there, we're kind of venturing on our own. And then we start to wonder, why am I so tired? Why am I so worn out? Guess what? Because you cross back into verse 28. You're back to being weary and heavy laden again. Because you've chosen the wrong things. Y'all clap for him. Thanks, guys. See, becoming weary and heavy laden again is is really tricky because sometimes it's done with the best of intentions. You know, I was listening earlier about being stressed, being worried, you know, and uh, battling maybe just like just struggling through with anxieties or battles with money or big decisions. You know, there's all that, that kind of stuff that wears us down. But you know what else wears us down? Anytime we get into a different yoke than Christ's yoke, we become very, very tired. So we go back and we start battling with legalism and we start, everything becomes about rule-based, you know, Christianity and do's and do nots. You know, those are pe- that, like joy just gets sucked right out of people's lives. There's no joy, there's no fulfillment, there's no, there's just no like whatever because it's all about rules, 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 rules. One night we talked about the difference between 
legalism and license on the other extreme. See, the other extreme makes you really tired too. Because you get really tired when you lead it, when you like you live this double life. You know, it's like I'm all Jesus yoked on Sundays in that community group and stuff like that. But then I'm all like, you know, basically a big sellout and living a whole different other life with like when, when my church friends aren't around or when I'm hanging out with my work friends or my school friends or whatever. And we start drawing these lines of behavior where I behave this way with this group and this way with this group. You know what happens? You get really, really tired. And you forget which mask you're supposed to be wearing and how you're supposed to act around wherever. And the thing is, once you, once you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and you have experienced life in that yoke, anything outside of that begins to just wear you down. Because we live with this conviction of the Spirit being like, that's not you. That's not you. Why are you doing that? That's not who you are. That's where the word hypocrite comes from. When actors, when they would, would, would use masks, it would be one actor using different masks to play different parts because there weren't enough actors to go around. That was a hypocrite, different masks. See, hypocrisy wears you out just like legalism wears you out. But the good news is, well, the good news is always the good news. Jesus says, come to me. If you're tired, you know, I'm not going to beat you up because you're tired. Because you've been messing up, because you've been a sellout, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuss at you because, like, because like anxiety's been real bad, or, or because you hate money. Guys, like, I hate money too. It's kind of evidence of the fall. It kind of comes with the territory. But you know what? Jesus can, like, he knows how to get through it. He knows how to fight those battles. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. It's still the same solution. She's like, okay, well, I mean, that makes sense, but I mean, how, like, what does that, that look like, all right? Here's, here's the bottom line, living and re- staying and remaining in the yoke of Christ. You know how you do it? It's the absolute fundamentals, all right? It's the layups and free throws of uh, spirituality. You, you pray, you spend time in the Word, you invest in Christian community, that's that's it. It's always going to come come down to those those that group of things. Always, you cannot expect to have a thriving life in any area if if you are not connected to God through prayer. You can't. Husbands, you can you cannot do it. You cannot expect to be the spiritual leader of your home if you are not praying and you're not connecting to the Father. You can't do it. Wives, same thing. Community group leaders, you cannot. Do it if you're not praying. If your life is not where it needs to be and you're not connected to God and you're not praying for your group, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Ministry team leaders, worship band that comes up here. I mean, like every, everybody serving in, in every capacity, every believer all over the planet, none of us can expect to have that thriving spiritual life if we're not praying. We're going to be weary and we're going to be burdened and it is just going to be difficult. We stay in the yoke by prayer. That's just the truth. You can wave that legalism flag all you want. That's bull. It's by prayer. It's in the scriptures. That's how we stay connected to him. As we pray and we're getting into the word, we're constantly brought back to the, to the center. We're constantly brought, brought back to the truth. 
So if you're stressed or you're anxious or you're being legalistic or you're way too like free or like whatever it is, whatever the reason why you're heavy and, and, and burdened, Jesus says, get back into the yoke, which means start praying, get back into the word and like embrace the community that's around you. Start telling your friends like, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. I need you to pray for me. Email your community group. Open up to your community group. Talk to your, like, your, your best friends. Like, maybe um, push past the, like, shallow, like, like, level of friendship that you have with some people and dive, begin to dive deeper in those relationships. It's always going to come down to those fundamentals. And we're kidding ourselves if we think that, um, you know, we can, just, we, can just, we can just make it through without doing that stuff. Jesus is like, no, you're, you're going to suffocate. You're going to get more and more tired, more and more tired, more and more tired. And so the invitation is a beautiful one. But the thing is, I, I really think that there's a part of us that kind of believes that life in Christ is supposed to be easy. Because what Jesus says, he says, um, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. But there's still a yoke, you know. There's still work to be done. I'm going to pull the load. I'm going to bear the burden. But we're in this thing together. There's, you're going to have to take some steps. You're going to have to follow my lead. You're going to have to slow down when I say slow down. You're going to have to speed up when I say speed up. And you will find rest for your souls. You'll find deep rest and peace in that yoke. I don't know what this has to do with your life, you know. I know what it has to do with my life. And so I'm responsible for responding to the things that God stirs in my heart when I read these scriptures and talk about these things. And you are responsible for the things God stirs in your heart. But the invitation is the same, and it never, it never stops. The rest and the peace that we all need and long for, and the rest and the peace that Jesus died so we could have, is available simply by coming to Jesus, by looking to him, by getting into his yoke, and by daily staying there. And not making this like, I'm never ever going to do this again. I'm never leaving the yoke of Christ. It's like by the, by the power of God at work in me, today I will be in the, the yoke of Jesus. And tomorrow I'll pray the same prayer. I worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. That's how Jesus put it. So you respond today, and tomorrow you respond tomorrow. But I love the fact that Jesus just says, come. Let's pray together.